0: Welcome to the Slapback Indie Show. Welcome back to the Slapback Indie Show. Um, I'm super excited about this. Sorry if I'm a little uh, a little laughy at the start of this. I have I have someone here with me, uh, and I'm pretty excited about this. We've been we've been friends for a good while. We've worked together, and overall he's a great dude. I love him. So today I have with me Davis Larrabee and his artist name is Savad. So Davis, dude, welcome.
1: Yeah, honestly, thanks so much for, uh, for having me on the show and gosh, you know, uh, with the increasing popularity of podcasts, it's, uh, it's cool to, cool to finally, uh, finally make it. And to start with, (laughs) with this one is just incredible thanks for having me
0: wow it's okay so it sounds like you could have been doing this for a while that's a that's a veteran intro right there <laughs> i like that
1: i, I did uh, did my homework so no
0: <laughs> okay so let's kind of first go into let's just give like a little we don't need the whole backstory but let's just give a little overview on who you are what you do all that jazz
1: yeah no absolutely um yeah so uh, like you said earlier you know my name is uh davis larabee i'm uh i go by the artist named Savad, um which i uh, changed recently i think that that's uh honestly a bigger hurdle for musicians oftentimes even than just writing music you know just like
0: <laughs> how do I... it's honestly not talked about enough yeah
1: like how do you present yourself to the world and i mean i think there's just a million crazy names out there uh i mean heck one of my favorite bands is uh you know in the kind of pop punk world is you know, modern baseball and then you got mom jeans. And so it's, it's, it's tough to compete nowadays. Uh,
0: it's all over the place. I feel like you have to be pretty intentional when it comes to an artist name. It stands for a lot. Oh, right? right, and then
1: artist name versus band name. I mean, it's yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's how you're presenting yourself. So um, yeah, but I, um, I'm actually an engineer by day. Not my passion but it's it's still a still a cool gig but um, yeah um, I've been you know making music probably for I probably started writing around I would say 14 15 uh, maybe even a little bit before that um, but kind of really uh, I would say came into it in kind of more of a um, I guess professional sense you, you know later on when you know 15 16 uh, kind of just started doing acoustic stuff.
0: So this is actually a great little, great little segue. I think this is a great point to kind of like bust into the first question. Now that we kind of have like this ten thousand foot view, let's move down to like five thousand feet. Sure. So zoom in. <laughs> it's too much because we're on zoom. So I feel like, I feel like there needs to be like a. I'll put a ding in. In post production for that, just because of the pun, I appreciate that. Man, I that. think you
1: should bleep that out because I mean we're not doing free advertising. Zoom, hit, <laughs> you know, hit us up.
0: <laughs> yeah, where's our check? Where's the check? Sweet Lord. Okay, so Davis, what's your story?
1: Um, man, I thought you said we were going into five thousand feet. I feel like that's that zooms out to you know ten thousand. Uh, no, I, I would.
0: It's a little roller coaster turn on you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, man. I would say my story with music is I think similar to to a lot of people uh, realistically um my father was a uh, a pastor um uh when I was very young and um you know most most uh you know faith-based songs or or at least you know Christian songs can be played with you know G C D E minor you know and uh, and that's that's what my dad did you know for the most part and when we were kids he would um he would play you know Either church songs or, uh, or he would just. He had a handful of songs that were just kind of easy to play. Like uh, I think my brown eyed girl is usually the one that kind of sticks out the most in my memory. And um, you know, me and me and my
0: that says something. Oh yeah, that says something about the man your father is right there.
1: <laughs> well, eventually, when it I um, ah, can't remember the name, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it got it got much uh, much funnier and weirder as, as we got as we got older you know and that's kind of where i you know fell in love with music and um it was just little things like that and um you know my dad kind of picked up on you know that 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 was you know uh, something that would be a lifelong uh journey and and
0: passion for me so um i love that man that's so wholesome yeah yeah Uh, that's like a very wholesome beginning absolutely um you know i
1: i don't know how unique it is i think a lot of people like i said kind of have that but um yeah, it's it's uh, I think passing down music is, uh, you know, generationally speaking, is one of the coolest things uh, that we can do. Uh, keep keeping the arts. I aligned. love that.
0: Yeah. So, OK, so you learned from your father, like kind of like the, the ropes, we'll say. Yeah. You learned from him just how it worked on a on a party, probably, probably a very uh, not too deep, but a good overview. Yeah. So. What was the move to make you go a little bit deeper? Did you, did you join a band? Did you keep doing just solo stuff and doing more of it? How did it evolve from there? Yeah.
1: Well, with my dad, it was like, I was very, very, very young. Um, so it was just kind of, you know, a chord here, here, or there, you know, maybe, maybe got up to like one or two you know songs. Um, I don't think it was until, I think it was in eighth grade uh, when I, you know, first moved to North Carolina Um where uh you know parents gave me my first guitar and then i started to take lessons and that's kind of where um you know i i think uh actually i think the first show i ever played or you know with an audience that wasn't just you know a grouping of all of the students that you know uh the guy's name was chris anderson had um you know and all of their parents was uh, ironically at chick-fil-a um wow.
0: yeah what a venue man
1: I, I tell you what to this day it may be the best paid gig i ever did because um, uh i mean who doesn't want to get paid in chicken nuggets <laughs> but um
0: it's the dream of a starting artist right there oh yeah
1: i'm like i know of a bunch of bunch of friends who would pay for or would play a two hour set for uh you know a couple months worth of chicken nuggets that would be a no-brainer uh I got to do that to this day.
0: Anyways. um, That would blow up here in Nashville. If that was a real thing, that would blow up way too fast. Disgustingly fast.
1: (laughs) Well, you'd have to go to uh, like princess chicken or something like that. Now, now you're talking. some. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. uh, Anyways. um, So, yeah, I think from there uh, I kind of ventured in. It's, it's so funny because people who knew me like when I was, uh, you know, younger versus like people who kind of met me more in my adult life. uh, uh, I guess for those of you who uh, haven't heard any of my music, um, I kind of do more uh, either, uh, you know, pop or just you know, singer-songwriter uh, kind of bounce kind of in that that space. But when I was younger, I was really into like, you know, I guess they called it hardcore or you know maybe like the low end of metal uh, and stuff stuff like that. So that's kind of eventually what I got into, which you know kind of taught me about playing with a band and.
0: Uh, and you know who can't play bands uh so yeah it was um <laughs> well dude blast. I think that I think that's I don't know I've met more people in this in this pop world I've met more people who have roots in punk and hardcore than they do in maybe like traditional singer songwriter or keys or you know like any of those other genres but I feel like most of the people that are in this world now, it it shares the same sort of ethos as punk and hardcore bands in a way, maybe not the whole way, but in a way there's like this meshing there where it's from the ground up, right? Like you're, you're kind of left to your own devices and you end up making what you make. So th- I found that that's like a really cool little tie there.
1: Well, yeah. And I think, um, you know, uh, to, to quote Robin Thig, you know, I think uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, music and genres are, are getting some blurred lines. Um, you know, there's. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. That's we'll put another ding <laughs> there.
1: Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm i I'm a big fan of puns, you know, for, for those who don't know me. Um, that's,
0: We'll we'll get a count by the end of the show and <laughs> yeah, just we'll go from there. They'll, they'll, you're gonna break a record on this podcast at least. Worth it.
1: I I, I dare dare anybody to to challenge me to the pun game. Uh, no, I you know I, I remember kind of towards the the end of my you know uh, I guess exclusive you know music taste in in that you know hardcore punk space before I'd expanded my horizons. Um, I think it was Attack Attack, but they 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 were one of the first that i heard that started incorporating, you know, like synths and um and, and other stuff when, you know, now it's it's almost uh, indistinguishable from, you know, like pop and the, the genre has changed in other words much like uh, we've seen over the course of time so
0: for sure yeah and i think i think people have seen that there are barriers and it was i, I feel like the seriousness of the question is like, well, why why don't we put sense in with like screamo music like why not and obviously like there's a taste that needs to be built and sort of a process that you need to go through to make sure that it it fits musically uh, but I love that you know like the the crossbreeding of genres is just like lines and lines down from where it was even just like 10 years ago oh
1: yeah it's it's not you, you know you don't just have uh, I mean I hope, uh, you know, people were looking at, uh, you know, I think we all looked at our Spotify wrap up and, you know, that's something that we is, you know, very intriguing and gosh, you know brilliant of Spotify to, to make something like
0: that. But, um, you know, it honestly gets into like the psychology behind who you listen to and why. Yeah. Like it showed a lot of people's moods this year. Oh
1: yeah. Well, and not to mention, uh, but I mean, just the, the, the genres. I mean, I, I like, I know a bunch of people that were like pointing at like, you know, you know, reposting on, you know, their stories and saying, you know, like what, what is, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, acoustic emo country or, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing stuff out there, you know, seeing what sticks, but, but no, there were, there.
0: And everyone else is like, well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah.
1: Or like, you know,
0: <laughs> emo <laughs>
1: folk music. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I would I'd say like, I probably listen to a decent amount of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,
0: Incredible.
1: I mean, much like, I mean, how did anybody figure out that mustard was supposed to go on a hot dog? It's just, you know, um, I think music is similar in the sense that, you you know, you just kind of have to push the boundaries of, of, of what is, you know, I guess accepted or common, and then just try to start that evolution.
0: That's right. Okay. So incredible answer again. Um, And this, you kind of touched on it, but I want to just dive in a little bit deeper, maybe a little bit more towards the actionables behind it. But let me pull it up here. So what do you do and why do you do it?
1: Sure. Um, As it relates to music, um, yeah, I definitely touched on it earlier. I've been kind of in the, uh, I've been trying to actively pursue pop and I would say, uh, even beyond that you know i guess you know getting into those subsequent genres like more um, sad pop um i guess and you know this is where as an artist i think it's uh you know something that i need to you know push my own boundaries on because i think it's very easy for artists to because i think sad feelings are are you know usually uh, usually they're felt very strongly whereas whereas like being happy we almost it almost just kind of goes like undetected, um, more or less versus like, if you're sad or angry about something, that's, that's something that you are going to feel and you're going to feel very strongly about. Um,
0: it's a big dip, y- right? Like happiness is maybe a flat line where some of those different emotions will drop you significantly. Yeah.
1: yeah it's uh, It it just, it, it invokes, uh, or almost commands a response. So, um, I would say,
0: wow, wow. Yeah man <laughs> um shit
1: I, I i love uh yeah i also love yeah the english language i think that's why a lot of artists tangent a little bit but like that's why i love i think that uh you know people people should challenge themselves more to kind of like look look for um you know look to to stretch their uh, knowledge of, of the english language it's funny because we've been speaking it for a long time but i probably have like i wish there was like a year wrap-up of like you said asshat
0: 300 times this year or
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wow, really
0: down. (laughs) But it's like, it's like, wow, asshat is down like 50% from the year before, (laughs) but you see some other words and you're like, oh shit, that's not good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, But dude, I, I really like that in the way that there's like, I feel like being intentional about things maybe brings forward certain emotions with it. But how you kind of how you framed it and how I think your mindset is. And it's been like this ever since we met, I think. And I think it's a cool touch on you. But I think that you have a really cool relationship about your own your own care and like your own mental health that isn't it's not insidious. You know, some people really, really struggle to to live with what they have and not saying that, you know, like there are issues that need to be dealt with by professionals for sure. But just everyday people, I think, go through a wealth of emotions, including sadness and everything. And I think that your approach on how you handle those situations and then in turn what your art turns out to be or what your music turns out to be is a really, uh, it's like a dance that you have with it. So I love how you frame that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, circling back to modern baseball again, um, but obviously um, I, I think in an interview they said at one point that, um, you know, making music was uh, was a journal for them. And, and when they ended up departing uh, for, uh, you know, unfortunate reasons, uh, I, think, uh, I think it was one of the lead vocalists had some mental health things he needed to address. But uh, I think at the end of it, like one of their closing statements was like, we just felt that our, you know, our journal was full. Like we had we had written everything that we wanted to, um, and I think that that's cool. But I, I think you know on the on the flip side of the coin, um, I think uh, some of some of the better songs I think that I've written, uh, ironically, have derived from circumstances and situations that I've never never been a part of. Um, I think one of my favorite memories with music um, was I was playing at a it was a little little bar and grill called
0: Shoals. And um, yeah, like... uh, I already know what it smells like.
1: Yeah, kind of like, you know, it's privately owned and it's probably, uh, you know, just just your your classic, you know, that's one of the town bars that, you know, locals go to and, you know, maybe one or two randoms pop into. But anyways, um, I I wrote a song a long time ago called Lost to the Stars. And the whole premise of the song was about a guy... um, You know, reminiscing about um, like his wedding day with his wife and then, um, you know, kind of going more into the chorus of of him, you know, essentially, you know, kind of having this this breakdown where he, um, you know, he's just like, I I can't do this. Like because she passes away in the song and then it's and then it's him kind of, you you know, coming to terms with the fact that, like, you know, they have children and like he just never really pictured it and uh so i played my play my set and then i you know i don't think i was old enough to have a beer so i was probably just you know drinking like a root beer or something and like a lady um comes up to me and you can tell her her cheeks are a little bit um you know rosy uh, like she'd been she'd clearly been crying and then you know i was you know kind of just didn't didn't know what to do i'm just a kid so i'm just like i'm like how's it going like <laughs> um she was like
0: trying to trying to like Avoid the emotional bomb that's about to go off. You're like, I don't know how to handle yeah, this. Yeah, well,
1: like, I'm just like, I just don't know what it would, what all, you know, it pertained to. I was like, did you hate it that much? Was the set that bad? Like, that brought you <laughs> crying to tears? at me. Like, no. <laughs> right. And um, it was really cool because she walked up. She said, You played a lovely set. Um, My husband uh, died a year ago, and I really didn't know how to let him go until I heard that song tonight. And, um, it's just kind of, it's crazy to me, um, like the the way that you know I sitting in my room, you know, writing about something I've never gone through. Just kind of something like I'm like, I wonder what somebody would like, how someone would respond to such a such an unfortunate circumstance. And um, I don't know, playing music to me is like uh, like what I assume preaching is like for pastors. Like you know when they're uh, doing a sermon, they're they're not looking to they're they know they're not going to cater to however many people are in the you know in the seats that that morning they're they're looking for that one person who's probably you know sitting in the back who needed to hear you know uh whatever whatever passage needed you know
0: hmm. the,
1: that night and that, i yeah. think in a similar way that's that's how I feel when I play music i'm like I'm not gonna be everyone's cup of tea and you know any artist that thinks they're gonna be everyone's cup of tea is insane like <laughs> You
0: know. But, right. Yeah, it's that's null across the board, I feel yeah. like.
1: Uh so I was gonna say, even you know, uh you know, Drake probably doesn't uh candor to the guy living in the swamps of Louisiana, you know.
0: <laughs> but he Well, I think that I think that you made a really good point and I've heard this in other places. I've heard it uh I one time was listening to like a seminar that Bob Ludwig was doing. And if you don't know who Bob Ludwig, even the listeners, whatever, if you don't know who Bob Ludwig is, he's like an in top tier, like probably top 1% of mastering engineers just on this planet. It's just, he is insane at his craft. Um, Could literally be in the top three easily. And he made this, uh, he was doing these sermons. I was in college at the time and so it was cool that I got to listen to him but I really didn't have a right to be there like I really didn't know enough about what I was doing to to be there but he made this one really cool point in between all of the insane uh, science and physics that he was getting into behind sound but he made this really cool point of how the point of music is that it's its own language and It's a language that doesn't, it doesn't just speak on like a skin deep level, but rather it's like a, it's something that is supposed to communicate with your quote unquote soul, however you consider that. And I think that's really cool, man. I think that that is like a direct parallel to maybe what I heard from him and from a ton of other people. I've, I've heard the same thing, similar thing from a lot of people. And I think that says something about also, like, the, the music that you create, too.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's just a – I just feel blessed to, to have the opportunity to, you know, it, opportunity, platform, and the means to be able to uh, really, you know, utilize the gifts that I've been given and uh, put something out there.
0: Man. And, and staying humble too. Beautiful. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Okay, Davis. So I have another question for you. What is one piece of insight that you have that you think could help an indie artist right now?
1: I think I touched on it a little bit earlier too, but I, I would say the, the most important thing you can do is, and uh, I mean, I'm,
0: you know, I'm working on
1: music right now and I, you know, I'm trying to you know figure out like what sound is, is going to be most appealing and, you know, trying to, listen to other artists and um trying to derive influence but i think um one thing that uh, you know i do this and i think a lot of artists do is they try to mirror instead of um you know instead of being influenced by they're they're being you know uh, they're trying to just replicate you know what's already out there and i think that's Mm. um that works to a degree but it's really kind of you know gather influence from as many different places as you can like Listen to that that random you know country album that you otherwise wouldn't listen. Listen to classical music. Listen to metal. Listen like getting as much inspiration and influence from as many different places as you can, and then cultivating your own sound um, is I would say this is probably the most the best thing you can possibly do for for yourself as an artist.
0: Wow. Okay. So. I think that this touches on a really good point of how it almost ties into that theory of like a, a low uh, investment will yield a low return, right? And obviously, that's like very like corporate financially termed. And I don't mean it in just money. I really don't. I think overall, if you invest a little, which is maybe trying to replicate that song, or and use maybe the same synths, the same 808s, uh, uh, you know, like, that's fine. I think that that will yield a certain result. But is it going to be, is it going to even stack up or compare to if you were to really, like, dive in personally pretty deep and figure out, like, what is the reason that you use this sound or the song is structured like this? I think that that is like a, it's a high investment because you're, you're finding out for yourself what it means and trying to be intentional about it. And I think that will always then yield a high return. So I love to hear that you're in the midst of doing that with, with your sound, dude. I think that's a really cool, creative discovery process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the, the only other thing that, uh, really comes to mind is, um, I think, uh, I look at artists like, um, gosh, uh, Katy Perry, and I want to say Drake was in a similar position too, but uh, like figuring out what genre, I think sometimes like, you know, people's voices, um, and I'm specifically talking to the vocalists out out in the crowd uh, at this point. So um, to the producers and the, the, you know, people playing instruments, this may may not mean as much to you here, but um, I, I would say, you know, Katy Perry, uh, was, I think she was a gospel artist when she first started her music career and Mm -hmm. was basically kicked out. Basically they said like, no, you don't have what it takes. So, um, and then, you know, now she's a, you know, international, you know,
0: highly. Ain't no one telling Katy Perry that she don't have what it takes. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, exactly. So, you know, and, uh, I mean, the music that one listens to may not translate into the music that, you know, one may be best suited for. So, I mean, try, try doing different things. Um, you know,
0: man, that's deep down in here.
1: Yeah. I mean, the bad part is, is, you know, then you can get into the, you know, the idea that, well, at that point, if it's not the music that you want to make, is it, is it worth it? And so there's a lot to be said, you know, uh, do, do you, do you sell your soul and make the millions and, you know, maybe sing about some red solo cup or do you <laughs> or do you do you make the uh you know that that sad banger about drinking beers in the basement uh you know uh when you when you were 12 or something i don't know
0: wow what a great illusion i think i hope that that's what the new record is about oh, nice. yeah absolutely. <laughs>
1: absolutely this uh this next one's called miller no i'm just kidding
0: if if that is the case davis i just want to say that i'll be i'll be the first one on that just you know just you know oh yeah okay man so uh thank you for taking some time and and coming out and well coming out we're on zoom but thanks for just taking the time and jumping on the call with me um so i have one last question for you yeah where can the audience find out more about you?
1: Oh man, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so uh, like we- humble brag, <laughs> like we said at the beginning. Um, uh, obviously, uh, my artist name is Sabad. I'm on pretty much all major streaming platforms: uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube. Um, my uh, Instagram handle is uh, Denim Dad underscore ninety three. So uh-
0: okay, I just want to say that from the first time that we we met or whatever online i feel like i feel like i have succeeded in getting you to say that out loud and especially now on record <laughs> so i just want to say thank you davis i appreciate that oh
1: yeah man it was uh um, it's a it's a nickname that what a great handle yeah i'm honored to have
0: say it one more time for yeah him. it's
1: denim dad 93 so you should
0: should see me pop up denim underscore dad or denim dad underscore 93? I want to say it's underscore ninety three.
1: Um, honestly, I just don't look at it that often. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not looking myself up, so uh, I'll have to. Um, maybe we can put that in the like comments section. Like I said, it's humble brag. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, yeah, I've been trying to stay off of socials uh, a little bit more often nowadays. So, but
0: good for you, man. Yeah, I, that's always a that's that's something uh, that some of us don't have the best luck with but we always strive forward yeah
1: it's a it's a it's a trial uh trial and error for sure but um uh, rest assured if you guys do end up following me i will uh i'm on there periodically so i will uh follow you back and i'd love to do i just like making music so any collaborations or if you just like my music and want to want to give me good old good old pat on the back a boy sounds great i i could use as many of those as, as y'all got so <laughs>
0: I love it, man. I love it. So humble. So genuine. Davis, thank you again. I appreciate it, man. Um, We'll chat later. All Take care.